They don't care that we're back from vacation just 72 hours ago. They don't care that you're in New York City on one of the most crucial work trips of your career, Callie. They just want to know, where are the gratitude journals? First of all, I think we know who the dramatic person in this relationship is. <laughs> if that has not already been made clear, it would be Jeff Dollar. Well, we have got me. we have gotten lots of messages. People want to make sure uh, that they don't miss out on the 2020 gratitude. It's journals. a hot topic. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I a lot of people, you know, like announce things and then there's this perfect thing and then it all happens perfectly. And that has not been the way that it has happened for me this time. Um, I thought that I was giving enough lead time, but um, I haven't yet. So I'm just waiting on one more tweak from our busy designer. She's amazing and I love her. And as soon as she gets that back to me, I will get it on sale to you. But you promise that they will be on sale so that they can be ordered and will be delivered in time for the holidays. Yes. Perfect. 1,000%. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first time listening to The Upside, welcome. If you have been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the wisdom of every single person who listens to this show because Callie and I need your help in just a second. And if Callie were here, I'm sure she would be saying that she is grateful for her bed that she gets to sleep in tonight because she went right from our vacation at the beach to New York City for what potentially was the most stressful 24, 36 hours, 48 hours, however long she was there of her career. And as of me recording this right now, I don't have an update. I don't know how it went on the red carpet. I know that she got there and she got Robin there, who is the person that she needed to get there. So I know that they got there. Beyond that, I do not know. So tomorrow's episode is where we'll hear that entire story. But today we need help. We need help from the folks who listen to this show. We're going to come right out and ask for it because Callie and I have both been struggling for the past few weeks on our own value. And we talked about this on Saturday in, in the Bahamas. How do you assign your own value? Jeff and I are so bad about this. And here's the thing. I think we are both great cheerleaders for each other. And Chef has come to me several times and said, hey, someone wants to pay me to do this and I don't feel right about taking their money. And I'm like, Jeff, you have so much experience. You are so wise. You have so much to offer. You absolutely should do that and you should charge. And here's what I would do. And I say it with confidence. And then last week I come home and I'm like, hey, um, someone wants to pay me. To and, do something, and most to consult for them on something, and it's most like, of the things that are asking me about, or I have been asked about, and I've gotten it a lot more since getting fired. I think because p- people one want to 
support support yeah. us financially, help, you know, but they don't just want to like donate. They want to hire us for stuff, hire me for stuff. Um, but all of mine have to do with broadcasting, with radio, with marketing, and um, now with podcasting. So that's and, what all mine have to do with. And Jeff gets hung up on this because he's been doing some form of broadcasting for 25 years. I mean, maybe longer than that because um, you've been doing mornings for 25 years. So to him, some things are second nature, but to some people there is a value and they want to pay you for you to teach them what you know about things that you've accumulated over 25 years. And I think that you should totally charge for that. Now I come home and I was like last week and I'm like, Jeff, here's the thing. Somebody wants to hire me for, and it's not, if it were like a long-term project, I would say, absolutely not. We're too busy. I can't do it. Um, but they want to hire me to like sit down with them and teach them a skill that I have. And I looked at Jeff and I'm like, shouldn't I just like sit down and like do that for free? Or sh Jeff was like, absolutely not. That is a skill. You are talented at that and you should charge. And so we're like good at pumping each other up, but we're bad at assigning value to like whatever that skill is. Does that make so, sense? Like so how do you do it as a kind, helpful person? And I'm going to, to make the broad assumption that if you're a member of this community, you are a, a kind, helpful person. Right. How do you, as a kind, helpful person, determine your value when Asked to provide a service to, and I like, feel so weird about it. I know you do too. It's like the weirdest it's the thing worst. ever. Because we're like, hey, why don't we sit down with you for free and just tell you? Just because, like, it's a nice thing to do. And, and and beyond that, I enjoy it. Like, just while we, right while we were in the Bahamas, I, I don't even think I told you this, Callie, but I thought this was really cool. Um, a uh, a podcasting industry website mm -hmm. took a quote of mine that, mm -hmm. that I shared on their Facebook group and turned it into a graphic and then shared it with their entire community. I saw that. So cool. Right? Okay. So I had a couple people reach out to me who either either blindly reached out or were listeners of one of the radio shows that I was on or whatever mm -hmm. and said, hey, this was so cool. I'm thinking about getting started, but I don't even know where to begin with the equipment. And I get so excited at people doing things that I enjoy that I, the other night, it was, you had fallen asleep. It was the night we were watching live PD in mm -hmm. the hotel room. Uh, I just stayed up on my phone and I went and found all the equipment they needed and found the links for it and sent it all to them. And I was like, here you go. Oh, you need this too. And oh, get this. And oh, how many people? Three people do this. Here's the other part of this like story. <laughs> you just said fart. I totally did. Um, here's the other part of this story though that's funny is that we'll be having conversations about these like uber successful people that we know. And this probably happens like once every three to four months. And Jeff will say out loud to me, God, I mean, I wish I was just one of those people. Like that guy charges for brokering business deals. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that guy introduces two friends and then has the guts to say like, Hey, I would like a cut of this because I introduced the two of you and people just give him money. And he's like super wealthy. And Jeff is like, I wish I could do that, but I don't have it in me. I have had this conversation and I don't want to call him out because, um, he is, I was going to ask if you were going to tell the story. Cause I was hoping you were. Cause I think this is a great way to see it. 
it's too. I don't think this is the same oh. story. This is um, a story of somebody who I don't want to call him out by name because I don't want to disrupt any business dealings they have. But but he and I have gone out, had a few beers, and then we start complaining to each other because mm-hmm. he's how like we are. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I've, I've had some success in my industry, so I have no pro- problem like sharing that success, connecting successful people that right. I've met. And and we, the two of us, have another acquaintance who will not make a connection between two people unless there is a business deal. That in he, place, like he can take a cut of it. That he can take a cut of it. And to me, that just doesn't feel right. It feels like shysty or something, even though it's just it's business. Not. Like, it's right, business. It's not. But we, yeah. Can you tell the story I was hoping you were going to tell? Um, I, here's yeah. where Here's what we're like kind of thinking, but Jeff can tell the story like vaguely about someone that we think is like kind of doing it right. And then all of you professionals or consultants or business owners can tell us if this sounds right. Yeah. Our phone number, by the way, 24-7-365. It's a voicemail. Any input you have would be appreciated. It's 800-434-5454 that um, if you have any insight on this, because I know there's a ton of y'all running your own business that, you know, running, like you're the CEO of somebody else's business. You, maybe you just have an Etsy shop. Maybe you're just doing, you know, one of those like. Uh, tell us how. Yeah. What? I said, tell us how. Yes. Okay. So the story is. Uh, a, a friend of mine who is a stand-up comic was found himself in great demand, suddenly found himself in great demand. A few circumstances put him on a national stage. Mm-hmm. But he was used to doing shows in his home city for like 50 bucks. Right. You know? And so he he went to a friend of his who is a top level, top, you know, as top of their game, as successful as a comedian can be. This person is, yeah. Think Jerry Seinfeld, think Jeff Foxworthy, think Ron White, you know, like up there made a bajillion dollars out of think Amy Schumer, think that level. Yeah. Said, Hey, how much do I charge now that there's some demand? And this comic gave him this advice said, well, the first time somebody calls you, tell them that you charge $500 for a 45 minute show. And if they don't flinch, take that 500 bucks. And the next time somebody calls you, tell them it's a thousand bucks. And if they don't flinch, go to 2000 and you keep doubling it until somebody says no. And your number is the number right before somebody said no. And I do not have the cojones to do that. I feel like we both need to get better at this. Anyways, call us and tell us what you think. 800-434-5454. For the first time in the history of The Upside with Callie and Jeff, an advertiser has come through that, well, Callie's just going to handle on her own. How are you feeling about that? It's totally fine with me. (laughs) Take it away. Tell them about Lola. 
You know that I am concerned about what I eat. Um, I try to eat pretty clean. I'm always concerned about what I'm putting on my skin. But what about what we're putting in our bodies? I did not realize it until recently, but the FDA does not require feminine care companies to disclose what is in their products. So that means we have no idea what we are putting in our bodies. And usually it's synthetic ingredients um, that can be treated with chemicals. And that really freaks me out. Thank you to Lola for, for putting something on the market that we can feel good about. They're hundred percent organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. They are a female owned company. They sell tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes, and they will ship them right to your door. Right now you can go get 30% off your first month subscription by visiting mylola.com and enter the code upside when you subscribe. Again, that's 30% off your first month subscription when you visit mylola.com and enter the code upside when you subscribe. The number one requested item in homeless shelters, the number one requested clothing item is socks. Well, our new partner here on The Upside is on a mission to change that. They have created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And for every pair purchased, they're going to give a pair to somebody in need. Very, very upsidey. I am so excited about this endorsement. And did you know that they were on my Cali-approved list like I was going to say something awesome about them and then they came to us even before that were you gonna say something awesome before they started spending money with us Is that- yes they're <laughs> okay, so upsidey I love this company they've donated over 20 million pairs and counting new favorites for me the merino wool socks breathable dry never itchy just thick enough and they've got a great deal for upside listeners save 20 percent on your first purchase when you go to bombas.com slash upside, that's bombas.com slash upside to save 20%. Bombas.com slash upside. So I, by the time you are hearing this, will be in New York. Jeff will be a bachelor at home. And there are things that I know that I do when Jeff is gone that I will never do with him around. Well, some of them. Sex in the City called it secret single behavior. It's like your secret behavior that you don't want your significant other to know that you do, and you only do it when they're not around. Uh, are, do you have I do. things beyond the pizza? Um, well, I always order Papa John's pizza because Jeff hates it. Um, and I, yes, I'm like slightly ashamed that I love it, but it tastes delici- delicious. So whatever. Um, so I always order that. And I watch hours of trash TV. Like not trash TV. It's Dateline. It's not trashy. Well, you'll do that when I'm around yeah, too. But, but how this do you? Is like I don't even care. Like I'm like <laughs> in really baggy, gross sweatpants on the couch, sprawled out. There's like probably grease stains on my chest. I don't do. Yeah. I will. The only thing that I can think that I do when you are not at home that I won't do if you are home. Mm-hmm. Is um, I will have I'll do total I'll have a total laundry day. I what does that mean? That means I am for part of the day naked, because the only way th- <laughs> do you really the do that? only way that do you, you seriously do that yes the only way that you can totally do your laundry like have everything that you own be clean at the same time is to at some point be naked. So I. <laughs> <laughs> have thrown 
like a load of laundry in the wash, take it off what I'm what I'm wearing, put it in the wash. Then I'll just like wrap a blanket around myself. Our our house, the house that we live in, that, that we love right now, is um, it's older. And so the layout doesn't really make sense. The layout doesn't make sense. So our washer and dryer are in a room right off the living room. Mm -hmm. Is it the living room or the den? I always get these. It's our den. den. Like our, there's a closet in our den and the washer and dryer live there. And so the den is the room where we, you know, watch TV and all the stuff. So I'll dump my stuff in the washer and then I'll just grab a blanket, wrap it around myself and watch TV for... However long a little You're naked, wrapped up in our blankets. Yeah. How about maybe like we trade that out for like a towel? Do and you wash our blankets? You know, we do a lot of things naked that you shouldn't be concerned about that's a blanket. Huh. So, uh, and then when the <laughs> when the washer's done, I'll throw the stuff in the dryer, sit back down on the couch, watch the rest of the TV show. And then when the dryer's done, I'll get dressed out of the dryer. And at that point in time, for the first 60 seconds that I have those clothes on, everything that I own is clean. And that's satisfying to you. Oh, it's so satisfying. Huh. And why won't you do it when I'm not around? Because I don't need you coming home from the mall or wherever you are and seeing me sitting on the couch wrapped up in a blanket. Oh, I don't think it would be that weird. Naked. I don't that's, think it would be that weird. Uh, I don't think there's anything else... And I'll order, I always order Chinese food because you're never into Chinese food. I am into Chinese food in theory. Like I like the way that it tastes, but I hate the way it make me, makes me feel like 100% of the time. Like Chinese takeout is not sexy date night. It is eat too much of it and then immediately fall asleep because your stomach kind of hurts. Well, and it's also got a lot of sodium in it. So it's eat a lot of this food and then wonder if maybe you should take your wedding ring off for the night. Because you can see your finger <laughs> swelling up around it and you're contemplating. So basically, it's doing all the totally unsexy things. Right. All at once. Yes. Yeah. Papa John's isn't sec unsexy, though. Papa John's is just... Well, that I just can't do because you hate the taste of it. Um, yeah. And I don't... I. Yeah, I feel like I should say I do not love that company as a whole. But every once in a while when Jeff Dollar leaves me. Why don't you love the company as a whole? Well, they just ousted the founder, but the founder was like a total. I know, but now it's pretty much all Shaq. Oh, that's true. Okay, I do like Shaq. I support Shaq. Did y'all see that Shaq just bought? He's so awesome. Uh, there was a, a, I think it was a young man who got. You got to stop saying young man. A kid? A teenager. I don't know how old he was. That's why I'm saying young man. So maybe a kid. A kid, a child, but not if he's like 17. Well, you can say kid because that's still a kid to you. You need to stop saying young man. There was a person who Thank was you. who was shot, a male person who was shot. And uh, I think, I think the result of that shooting is uh, paralyzed. I mm -hmm. think he's going to end up paralyzed. Um, but Shaq bought a house for him. That's awesome. Just he seems like a good dude like yeah. just a guy that just yeah he's got a bajillion dollars but he kind of seems like the guy that like like what kind of, he is bu into buying all this stuff right so he's into buying papa john's now didn't he's, he buy something else like krispy cream he's got krispy he's Kreme. got a few krispy cream look he's living shack <laughs> he's is, living jeff dollar's best life shack is living my childhood <laughs> dream he's got a donut restaurant a pizza restaurant 
and he gets to play cops and robbers because he's like a part-time Florida police officer. He's awesome. <laughs> he's living 10-year-old Jeff Dollar's fantasy. Buying luggage is a very adult commitment, okay? And when you're buying great luggage, I don't know about you, but I'm always nervous. What if you get the suitcase in the mail? What if you don't like it? What if you take it on a trip and then you find out you don't like it? Away has got you covered. They will give you 100 days to take your suitcase wherever you want, do whatever you want to it. And if you decide you don't like it, you send it back. No questions asked, no little asterisks or weird, you know, well, you can't return it because of this. No, 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 no. You try it, you love it, you keep it. You don't love it, you send it back. And right now they're giving you a special offer. (laughs) I can't talk today. It's a tricky word, offer. (laughs) Offer is a- Sound it out, offer, offer. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash upside and use the promo code upside during checkout. I'm into it. I'm so excited about this endorsement. I can't even stand it. We are about two weeks away from my birthday. Sound the alarms. And I have never been happier to have a birthday. I will be on November 10th. I will be 46. And I just- You're close to 50 yet. No, 49 is close to 50. Well, 46 is mid 40s. Yeah. So I got a, uh, one of the news, you know, wires or whatever. I got this headline or this headline popped up that caught my eye. So I have it printed out right in front of me. And it's a study out of the United Kingdom, which automatically means I don't trust it because they do odd studies. They there. have studies on everything. They do. And, uh, but, but they asked a whole bunch of people, what age do you think is the least fun age? What number? Mm-hmm. And the average number is 45, <laughs> which is, which is how old I am right now. Oh, that's kind of sad. It's very sad. They, um, they, the survey asked a, a ton of stuff. More than half of the adults surveyed said that as you get older, it's harder to find amusement in everyday life. That is really depressing. <laughs> I, I actually don't know if I agree with that. Because what I have found, as I get older, I care about things less, which allows me to find things more amusing than I normally would. You care about trivial things less. I just care about everything less. But you care about big things more. Uh, What do you explain? Don't you think so? Like you find more significance in like time with me and like life significance in spreading the word of the upside and like, you know, like creating a movement of positivity, like the meaningful, juicy, good life stuff you're so into, but like the trivial stuff. Okay, that's true. But however, the, the, and this is the honest truth. I like, let's take any, let's take the, the upside and this show and our website and our newsletter and everything that's falling under this umbrella of positivity that we're trying to spread across the world. Okay. There is a period of time in my life, let's say 15 years ago, that if I didn't succeed at this, then the world would have no joy. Does that make sense? Oh, that's a bummer. Like I felt like I had to succeed at it because if I didn't do it, nobody else would. Mm -hmm. Now I'm kind of like, hey, I hope this works out because I'm having a great time doing it. I love the community we've created. I love doing it with you. But if it doesn't work out, 
We'll figure it out. Somebody else will pick up that, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. That flag and run with it. So I, I feel, I disagree with that f- statement. Like I feel more amusement in everyday life because the absurdity of life is just more apparent to me. The fact that very little is as big of a deal as I thought it was. Yeah. And you, and, and I don't know if that has to do with the age or getting fired, to be honest with you. And you the, think that that was like, you think that getting fired totally changed you? Um, I think, it, I think a lot of stuff contributed to my attitude where I am now, but I just remember the day that I got fired, I like strolled out of that building almost on my tiptoes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, Baton Bob on a spring day on the busiest intersection in Atlanta. Yes. If you don't know who Baton Bob is, he's- Google him. You could probably Google him. Yeah, put a Google on him, but he calls himself an ambassador of happiness. Yes. And he dresses up in crazy outfits and he stands on street corners and he twirls a baton and he waves at everybody. And he also does, by the way, paid appearances because he's awesome like that. Yeah. We see him at fancy events all the time. uh, And then, uh, let's see, the concept of fun, 40% of people said it ended when they became adults. Womp, womp. Okay, but that's like a little bit true. (laughs) 10 per- no, it's not. <laughs> 10% of people say they don't do anything fun in a typical week. That's sad. I know. Um, 60% would love to restore their childhood spark, but they don't know how to do it. And 83% have more fun with children than they do with other adults. Oh, that's sad too. I don't agree with that. Well, you know, it's I a- do think the definition of fun like changes over time. Um, when we were in the Bahamas, Jeff and I were watching some adults have fun like we did when we were probably 21. And now our idea of fun, I mean, I've had a great I had a great vacation with you and we were in bed before like 11 o'clock every night. I actually thought of that because when I used to travel anywhere, I would plan and pack like weeks out. And I wanted to have the proper stuff for any situation that might present itself. Like I would like if someone was like, let's go. I don't know. Well, I would have like a waterproof case for my iPhone in case I wanted to take underwater pictures and we went (laughs) snorkeling. I would have like, I would bring my, my dive fins in case I wanted to go snort. Like I would, uh, and then I would never use this stuff. Right. You but, just wanted to be like prepared. And now, seriously, our Bahama vacation was for three straight days. We sat on the beach from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then we had snacks and drank together and fell asleep with the um, with our patio door open at like 1030 10, every night. Right? And it was amazing. Yeah. Best vacation ever. So. I- so uh, the countdown is on to get out of this miserable year of existence. Uh, November 10th is my birthday, so we're about two weeks away. Put it on your calendar. And just for the record, baby, I think that you are the best version of yourself I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. All right. We just started talking about this, I think, a little bit last week. But um, somebody had asked for tips on being engaged. And then Jeff mentioned that we actually had some really important tips that we wanted to pass on to wedding day tips and they have been i can't say that we personally take credit for these we were given a lot of unsolicited advice but this was the best advice that we got across the board so well some of them are ours like i think the um the touching people this sounds so weird but i 
on your wedding day, after you get married, when you're at reception, at your reception, everything does fly by. Like so fast. It really, it flies by quickly. And I have vivid memories of the people that I talked with that day that I touched. physically touched. Mm-hmm. So when you're making your way around the room to, to, to thank your guests for coming and all that, when you're doing that, hold their hand, put your hand on their shoulder, keep your arm around them when you hug them. Mm-hmm. But the physical connection for me, because I'm not really a hugger or a toucher, but I have a few very vivid memories of that day, all connected to physical touch. So when you communicate with people, touch them. That would be one of my pieces of advice. And mine is, it's kind of like attached to that a little bit. Stay together. And this one is the most valuable piece of wedding advice someone passed on to us. And I'm so glad that we did it. And Jeff took it so seriously and it changed our whole night in the best way. Someone said, make sure you're holding your spouse's hand the whole night because people will come up to you and talk to you and your mom's like, Hey, make sure you say Hey to Sally. You haven't seen her in forever or, you know, whatever. And people will pull you in different directions. And before you know it, the whole night's gone and you barely seen your spouse. Like because you're on one side of the room saying, hi to all the cousins because let's be honest like yeah. when you're when you're wedding you're hosting like i didn't relax all night really because it it was about us but you're hosting i mean and to be a polite host you want to talk to your guests and interact with them and thank them for coming and all the stuff and um so we held hands literally the entire night i even had to go to the bathroom at one point and jeff walked me to the bathroom and then stood outside for me and waited. And he's like, we don't break hands. Like we'll never find each other because people just pull you in 5 million directions. So. And when I was doing that, like somebody did come up and said, oh my gosh, did you see so-and-so is here? You know, do you want to go say hi to him or whatever? And I'm like, I, as soon as Callie you know, comes out of the restroom, I will. Because yeah, because then every memory that you have is your memory together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing that we did that I, that, that, I mean, I think it's part of the engagement, more of the engagement planning, but don't be afraid to make the wedding day your own, no matter what kind of pressure you get from other people. Yeah. We got rid of like a lot of traditions that just like did not feel like us. Well, like we said last, last week when we were giving the engagement advice, we did not have a first dance because Callie doesn't like a spotlight being shown on her and I don't like to dance and we would have had to take lessons to learn yeah, to dance. Yeah, it just felt very not us. Like it's our and we, day. And we didn't have time. Do There are like, you know, etiquette things or whatever. But, and I don't think anything that we cut was rude or like we were very thoughtful to our guests, I thought, but do it your own way. Like if you don't like the way something goes, do it differently. Like we didn't want to be announced like now, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Joller. So we Jeff were, had, we were announced that way, but what else did we do? Well, we had, it was a sing-along. Right. So we had, we had a friend of ours who, who plays piano and sings 
lead the entire room in, in singing the Beatles, All You Need Is Love. Literally. So he sat in the room, the, got the entire room to sing All You Need Is Love, and then we walked in. So like just little stuff like that. I didn't want to get rid of my bouquet. I wanted to frame it so I didn't throw a bouquet. Just if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you do, great. You do you. And don't don't fall into pressure on your wedding day to, I know that your parents are probably help paying the bill. I know that that tradition says you should do it this way, that way, the other day. If you throw a good party and have a good time at the end, everybody will be happy. Yes. So just do that. Um, be careful with the drinking. Um, I and this is this is not apply to either Callie or I, but I intentionally did not have anything to drink that day until the first um, the champagne toast at the wedding. And Jeff even said to his best man, like, I don't want to drink. So please don't like pressure me. Like, I don't want well, I asked, bringing alcohol. Like, I don't want the guys to like, I just I want to be present. Like, I don't want that kind of a day. Well, I asked him, I said to him, I'm like, I want to do one shot before the ceremony, like mm -hmm. with every, with all, all of the, my groomsmen and the other person. And I want to do one <laughs> shot and then, uh, and that's it until the champagne toast. And I said, so get my back. And he's like, no problem. And I know that there were people who were like, Jeff wants to do a shot. And he's like, no. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. The he best, was best man ever. He did great. Um, what else do we do? What other wedding day advice do we have? Um, you can't really change anything the day of the wedding, so just go with it. Like, who cares? On the, you know what I mean? Like, if the the nice thing about having a day of person and we had a great wedding planner is they kind of shoulder all the stuff. But whether it's like whoever you assign it to, just tell people to deal with it. Like my bridesmaids and my mom and our wedding planner, Lindsay. Um, well, she wasn't there the day of. It was Carrie, but Toast Events knew to not bother me with stuff going, you know what I mean? Like they just left me out of everything and that's great. I don't care so, what happens. I don't care if the cake doesn't show up. So I don't if the care, morning of the wedding, all silver centerpieces showed care. up and you wanted gold. I don't care. No reason to tell you that because nope. there's nothing that could be done about it. Nope. You let your maid of honor deal with it along with the, the wedding coordinator if you have one and Done. Another smart thing I did is I hired a friend that, um, and you could probably do this with like a massage, like a masseuse training school because she was in um, training to be a massage therapist at the time. But I hired my friend who's a masseuse to come give foot massages to all the bridesmaids. Oh, and cute. she did it like at a really good, you know, because you're not paying for one person per hour. You're paying for like each person to get 10 minutes. So it winds up being pretty affordable. That was a stellar idea. Um, the only thing that I wish we did do on our wedding day that we didn't is uh, I wish we had somebody be security for us for the first 15 minutes of the reception. Oh, my gosh. Because we told people like, don't come like we want 15 minutes of privacy Right after the wedding, and that's all we want. After the but we uh, just was that it was after the pictures, wasn't it? It was after the pictures, and we had our um wedding planners set aside a room for us so we could like eat and be together and be like, Oh my god, we're married. Bye. We wanted to part of our wedding day was like, um, our food was really unique. So, like, we had food from my hometown, we had food from New Mexico, where Callie's family's from, we had food from where we went, the, the best date that we had in our entire life. We, we got the menu from that restaurant and they recreated some food from that 
We just wanted to eat. Restaurant. Well, we wanted to make sure we got to sample all of it. And people kept walking into the room. No, people didn't. Two people did. My best friend did. My mom did. We're like, mom, see ya. Peace. And, And if we had just a person standing outside that room we wouldn't have had to uncomfortably throw them out. But we, really were, was, but we were really honest and they didn't care. We're like, hey, can you leave us alone? <laughs> <laughs> they both were like, oh my God, yeah, sure. But in, in all fairness, like everybody's stuff, we were in the room where everyone's stuff was. No, so people, it don't, not all anyways. fairness. They just walked in and started talking. We were in the room. We were literally in a storage <laughs> closet sitting on like overturned boxes. No, we weren't. Yes, we were. What room was it? It was the room where the girls got ready in. It was so like over, a storage and they closet. Had, it was not a storage closet. They had like really nice mirrors on the wall. And then we were getting ready in there. There was like a couch or whatever. And they set up a table and chairs, not storage crates for us. Anyways, it was the best day ever. And that is our wedding advice. By the way, we didn't say this in this episode, but it is our three-year wedding anniversary as of last week. So that's why we're talking about weddings. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. This episode obviously was recorded uh, when we were in the Bahamas. Callie is off in New York City. She's probably, by the time you're listening to this, on her way home to Atlanta. So we will have an episode tomorrow talking all about her red carpet experience in New York City. And if she lived up to the expectations that were set upon her by her bosses who sent her there. So that's tomorrow morning. Uh, Don't forget to check your email today for the Pick Me Up newsletter. If you haven't signed up for it, do it before two this afternoon by going to callieandjeff.com slash newsletter. Hey guys, this is Beth. Um, Well, I am excited that there are lots of travel weirdos in the world. Um, now I'm really upset because I never even thought about the remote. And I'm honestly a little disappointed in myself. Um, but now I'm going to have to start taking wipes with me and my husband's going to think I'm even stranger than I already am because I do all the things. And I just have to say, the lady that was <laughs> talking about the, uh, the cameras behind the mirrors and like checking for them. She just like dropped this bomb. And then at the end of the message, we're just like, okay, that's it. Bye. And I was like, what? that's it. That's not it. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Okay. Bye. My name is Maddie and I'm from Malvern, Iowa. And I just wanted to let you know, I am a little bit behind because I started your podcast late, but I just listened to the episode where Jeff finally explained his relationship and how it ended with Jen. And I just wanted to, to tell you, Jeff, that no matter what happens in life and who walks in and out of our life, good things come to the people that are good people. And so keep doing the great things that you do because you'll continue to be a great person no matter what people say about you. That's all I have. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. Um, I am just calling about um, to regards of the hotel weirdness that y'all talked about this morning on the show. Um, this is exactly the weirdness, but I was so freaked out last time we stayed in a hotel. Um, our youngest child was not walking yet, and my husband watched me the whole time, panic and stress about him crawling on the nasty floor and the nasty bathrooms, just all the germs. I just couldn't handle it, um, especially with, with young kids that when we got back, he bought us a camper. 
So now we use our camper for vacations because I know what's been on the floor. I know everything's clean. I know the sheets are clean and the bathroom's clean. And vacation is much better now because it's our nasty. Have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I am listening to today's show, and I'm calling to say that Jeff is a 1,000% right about backing in the parking spots because it's a safety issue. I have been in so many parking lots where you go to back out and people you can't see because there's cars on either side of you or, you know, people just don't care that you're trying to back out, and so they would just fly by and you almost get rear-ended. And the best way to prevent that is to back in. I used to make fun of people that did it, and then I had kids, and they're sitting in the back seat, and the last thing you want is to get the back end of your car hit. So, yes, you're right this time. Callie, I love you. Bye. This is Jennifer. I, when I go on vacation, I have to line up all my makeup um, or put it all back in the bag and put my toothbrush away because it totally grosses me out when the hotel staff, like, rearranges my toothbrush and my makeup and stuff. Like, don't touch my stuff. It's so weird. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. So when Jeff was saying how he backs up into his parking spots often, I was thinking it's so relatable because I do that all the time. I, like, rarely part, like, you know, front facing. <laughs> like, in my opinion, it's easier to back in because, I mean, I have the backup camera, the mirrors, and like you said, it does make life easier for future me when it's time to go. I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.